God bless you. Please turn to each other, turn around, look around, and acknowledge each other. God bless you. It's good to be here. Thank you, praise team. Good to see you in the house. And there's a lot to pray for, you know, uh, as you heard about Eddie over just a moment. It just happened unexpectedly. Well, you know, we get, we get a curveball or sideswiped or whatever the case is. And we're going to pray also for families because we're in the midst of warfare, family conflicts, things going on in our lives personally. You don't know the battle each person is going through who sits next to you. We need to be prayerful. And also just want to pray for the people send me prayer requests on, on a daily, weekly basis. And also I know Marilyn watches live stream. She's, we want to pray for her and her family. So if anyone has a need, a prayer request, please, there's a box at the back. Write your note, message. God knows, but it's our actions that shows that we connect to that. You know, uh, people don't, maybe we do not speak on a regular basis, but we do pray for everyone here. Believe me, you're all prayed for. The church is prayed for. You may not know it. And when Jesus was speaking to Simon Barjona, Peter, he said, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. But Jesus said to him, but I have prayed for you. Wow. And the same way Jesus prayed for him, we pray for you. But you don't realize that sometimes because we're not going to keep calling. You know, I prayed for you today. <laughs> you know, uh, you know we, we give it to God because we believe in the power of prayer. Prayer can change so many things. I experienced it in my life. Amen. Uh, many, often, many times, and, and it's a testimony of what God can do in our lives. And if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. And we need to trust in God's process. Sometimes we rush ahead, and we run ahead of God. Jesus didn't say, run ahead of me. He said, follow me. And look toward me, and I'll take you where the best place for you. Amen. Praise God. And today's message is on double anointing, double blessing. Praise God. This is today. Who wants a double blessing today? Amen. Who wants everything old to pass away and everything to become new? Who wants to leave here all the baggage left at the foot of Calvary? Praise You know, the bin liners, you know, you, you often, you, well, you use bin liners every day. You buy them just to throw them away. <laughs> and there's some things in life we use, disposable things that we get, you know, to get rid of them. And, you know, the, the, the bin liners, they're full of rubbish, yeah, but if they pile up, they become uncomfortable, they don't look right. They don't smell right. Is that right? You carry them, carry them. It's time to get rid of the baggage. Praise God. But don't give it to me. <laughs> give it to Jesus. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. That's what we hear. That's what we come on a weekly basis to do. Just pass our challenges and our needs to the Lord. Because we're human. We are limited. I cannot follow you 24 hours. And if I did, you'd become suspicious. <laughs> so we need to give it we need to really give God the space to move in our lives and that's the hardest thing for us because we always want to second guess God we always want to have the answers ourselves and sometimes God's response is not what we expect but it's what we need praise God so I want to touch upon the double anointing today for people to leave here being blessed anointed empowered start fresh and new begin it's the new month July is the second day of the new month and we want newness. We ask the Lord for new things. And I believe this is the seventh month. Is that right? And seven speaks of completion. In seven days, God, well, six days, God created, formed the world, and man in his image, in his likeness. Thank you, Dom. 
and and um, and on the seventh day he rested. So let's have a rest of peace. Let this month be a, a month of rest and peace from all our toils, all our troubles. And if you want that true rest, you've got to come to the one who can give you that true rest. And it's not your psychologist. It's not your politician. It's not even your friends. It's Jesus. He can give us true. Come to me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We hear that, but more than not, we don't go to Jesus for that rest. We want people to give us the solution, the formula for rest. If I had a pill, a happy pill, and said, you can have this happy pill, you want to take it. And all your problems will be eradicated by taking this pill. The only way that could happen if that pill is a tranquilizer. I wish I'm speaking to someone. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Praise God. Amen. In fact, before I come on a mess to the, to the scriptural reading, which is going to be taken from 2 Kings chapter 2, about the double anointing, empowerment, I want to give a little object lesson. I want to share a story. And if anyone's here, is anyone here for the first time? Put your hand up. Are you here for the first time? Good. You're welcome. Don't get frightened. We're not going to scare you. You're not going to go running out of here. I hope you don't. Some people beg to differ. But anyway, you'll be fine. I want to show you a little story. I might need a few assistants. I've got this piece of paper here, flip chart. And the story is about consequences, cause and effect. Actually, is Pastor Dom, do you want to help me here? I need some assistance. Praise God, here it is. Let's see. Let's see if this works. Would you want to hold that paper? And if you, if you heard me share the story before, don't worry. Enjoy as I share it again today. And there was two men. One was a good man, one was a negative man, and, uh, and the gospel was shared to preach to them, and one believed, one rejected, and one accepted Christ and lived a, a prayerful life, a life which was pleasing to God. The other one was negative, was, had an evil disposition, always did things the complete opposite, that what he should do, he was an unrighteous person. He was abusive, he was a manipulator. All these things were going on in that person's life. And it so happened, coincidentally, this is for the story's purpose. It's not a real story. It's just a, a, a metaphor, if you like. They both died. And their soul went up to the angel, greeted them, took them in the waiting room, God's waiting room, uh, before they go to Christ's final judgment. And so the good man, the angel said, because you've served the Lord, you've prayed, I want to give you something, a piece of paper. And when you get to Jesus... I want you to give him that paper, and that paper will, it represents your rewards. So he said, thank you very much. But I'm going to fold it in this particular way for you. And when you get to Jesus' throne, just give it to him, and he's going to let you into the kingdom. So he took the paper. This is not Paul Daniels, magician. <laughs> and he folded it up in a particular way. I have got a black belt in origami. <coughs> Oregano, is it? Oregano. 
Anyway, so he gave him this paper, and he's on his way. The, the one who was evil and righteous, he says to him, he says, where's mine? He says, you don't get one because you've never have done anything to please God. He says, so, you know, you're going to go the opposite, the, a different place. And they're walking down the road. So the evil man, the unrighteous, said to the righteous man, look, you've got a paper I haven't. When you get to Christ, you're going to get a reward. I've got nothing to give to get a reward. Would you give me some of your paper? So the man, because he was good, he said, okay. So he took his paper. So he gave him a piece of his paper. He said, look, you've still got more than I have. You're going to get a bigger reward. Can I have some more of your paper? So the man, because he was good, he said, okay, I can do this one. He took some more and he gave him. So he cut it, gave him his paper. If I can cut it neatly. Yes, one second. So he had more, seemingly more than the good man. So he ran on ahead to the throne of Christ. He said, Lord, he says, look. He says, here's my paper. Can I have my reward? Jesus said, well, let me see what it says. So let's see if we can do this standing up as best as we can. I need two more assistants. If, you, if I can have two more assistants. Volunteers, quickly. Quick. Christian, come and help me. Okay, come. Thank you. I need another one. We might need a few more. So if you stand there. Yeah, come up. The more, the merrier. What does that spell? Oh, okay. So the man said, how can that be? He said, he said sorry, that's the, so the demons came and taught the man, dragged him into hell. And the good man said, look, Lord, that came up to the throne. Thank you for your assistance. Let's give a clap offering. The good man came along and said, look, I've saw, Lord, I've damaged my paper. So the Lord, thank you, little. So let me see what your one says. So he took his paper. And he said, ah. Oh. He said, you're going to heaven. Anyway, the moral of the story is this. In life, you reap what you sow. Okay, what you do comes back to you. What you sow, you reap. And so people think they can manipulate their journey. If you cut things out in your life, it's going to come back on you. So you'll be thoughtful, reflect for what we do. Be a good person because if you're good, you sow, you cast your bread on the waters... As Solomon says, after many days, it will come back to you. Paul says, do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you shall reap your reward if you do not lose heart. And what the world tries to do is to dishearten us 
that we try to do a quick fix and we miss the whole point of what the lesson's all about, praise God. So God, thank you. Thank you for my assistance today. God bless you. Our reading today is taken from the book of Kings, chapter 2, verse 9, verse 11 to verse 11. It reads as follows. Let's stand together for this reading. This is a story about Elijah and Elisha, who was his servant. And Elisha was serving Elijah from the time that Elijah had called Elisha, put his mantle on him. He followed him and began to serve him. And there was a time in place where God was going to take Elijah out of, take him out of the mission, out of the, out of the ministry. And, and Elisha was aware of that. And, and this is the backdrop to this actual verse. And this is what happens here. Now, therefore, do not hold, uh, there's two, sorry, two Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. This is verse of wrong scripture. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask me what you may, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And verse 10. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it should not be so. Please take your seats. God bless you. Interestingly, if someone said to you today, what do you want God to give you? I'm sure your priority list is not a double anointing, perhaps, of spiritual anointing to serve the purpose of God. It may be something material. It may be to resolve a challenge in your life that seems to be out of control. But it perhaps a double anointing of the Spirit of God to serve the purpose of God might be the last thing we are thinking about. Amen. And when Solomon was asked by God, what do you want me to give you? He could have, he could have requested anything. He could have had the list, a priority list. He could have requested anything he wanted. He could have requested to have a massive kingdom, a massive army, treasures, untold. But when Solomon responded, he said, all I want from you, Lord, is to give me wisdom. They say knowledge is power. Amen. And he begs the question, what do you want God to do for you today? Amen. And your reaction, your response, your answer will reveal where you are in the spiritual map, in your spiritual journey. Praise God. Because what Elisha knew, Elisha knew and Elijah knew that this is a journey, this is not the end, this is the means. So don't put all your treasure, entrust yourself everything into this world because this world is fleeting, it's passing away. And where we're created, we're made up for something more beyond these limitations of, of, of what we're experiencing today in our lives. And he asked Elijah for a double portion of his anointing. I didn't ask him for a double portion of his anointing to compete with Elijah to compete with his achievements as a prophet. He asked him for a double portion of his anointing to help give him strength to fulfill the purpose that God was calling him into the kingdom for. He never asked him for a double spirit. He asked him for a double anointing. I wish I'm speaking to someone. Because sometimes we have a double spirit. We're one thing in the church and we're something in the world. 
We behave one way in one time and we behave something different somewhere else. He wanted double anointing to empower him, to equip him for the journey that lay ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is the same question that two of Jesus' disciples asked him. James and John came to him, the sons of Zebedee, and said to him, when you come into your glory, uh, permit us, give us this gift to one to sit at your right hand and one to sit at your left hand when you come into your glory. And he says to, he responds, Jesus responds to him, it's not for me to give this to you. You're asking for a hard thing, a difficult thing. Yeah? And so, in response to, so we see Elijah is responding like Jesus responded. And he says, when you see me ascend, if you see me ascend, then you will get your request. But to see me ascend, you have to stick by me like glue. If you want to have role models in your life, we have so many role models in our life around the world. We, we, we follow them on, on, on different social media. You, follow, you might follow someone, you might be enthralled with someone, you might be fixated on someone or something, you follow it continually. Where Elijah says you have to have that attitude. He was the Twitter of his day. He was the Instagram of his day. He was the Facebook of his day. And we were looking how many people are following us. He said if you want to, if you want to receive your request, the answer to your request, you've got to follow me. Stick by me like glue. You must not leave my side, he said to him. Praise God. But prior to this, Elisha already had a glimpse that Elijah will be taken out of the equation. And he knew something was going to happen. And he wouldn't leave Elijah's side. I wish I'm saying. And even to the point where Elijah asks him to leave, to stay somewhere, for Elijah to leave his company, go somewhere, he wouldn't allow it. He wanted to follow Elijah wherever he went. So it depends. If you want to learn something in life, be around those people who are qualified to teach you what you want to learn. If you want to learn about football, be around a good coach. If you want to learn boxing, be around a good people. If you want to learn to be a mathematician, be around those who are qualified in that field. Whatever you want to achieve, be around the people who are qualified to impart that in your life. If you want to be spiritual, be around spiritual people. But there's a spiritual health warning connected because the spiritual man or spiritual woman will not tell you what you want to hear. They'll tell you what you have to hear. A good coach will not tell the, the athlete what they want to hear. It will take them out of their comfort zone to get the best out of them. I wish I'm speaking to someone. So if you want to be spiritual, you've got to be around people and be prepared, be brave enough and bold enough to accept the divine counsel that will take you where you need to be and not where you want to be. Hallelujah. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 2, watch this. Then Elijah said to Elijah, stay here, please. This is prior to Elijah asking Elisha what he wants. He says, he says to him, Elijah, he said, and then Elijah said to Elijah, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Wow. So he's saying to him, you stay here, I'm going to leave. I'm going to move away from you. He said, I'm not moving away from you. You might want to move away from me, but I'm not going to move away from you. When I started my ministry, we started in a room with about approximately six people. The person who witnessed the gospel to me was a lady called Theognosia. 
who had a theophanic encounter, Jesus himself appeared to her. And whether you want to believe it or not, that's up to you. When I first heard it, I thought she was crazy. And she said, let's pray. I prayed with one eye open. I thought, what, she's, what is she up to? <laughs> it's true. I, I was humoring her. Okay, let's pray. Gather, let's pray. And she placed her hand on me. And it was like electricity hit me, and I've never been the same again. I've been sectioned by God. This is a true story. And she said to me, you're going you're gonna to preach the gospel. I said to I was unqualified. Did I have no qualifications? I came out of school with zero, only CSE, which not even GCSE, GCSE in art. So I wasted my time drawing <laughs> and grade two CSC in metalwork. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> and I had no qualifications, academic qualifications. And she prophesied into my life. But she was my Elijah. Okay? She was my Elijah. And it's who you're around determines outcomes. And from a small room of six people, we oversee over millions of people around the world for the councils that I work with. And I've got a little overhead because there's one with Dominic, Pastor Dominic, who was with me on one of the missions. I want to show you just a few clips that from being around people open doors, create transformation in your life and around the world. Give, put God's voice in. This is when I was with Dominic in, in, in Ghana speaking to over 150,000 people. This is Dominic singing to them. And he didn't know when he said yes to the Lord, the Lord would take him to the continent of Africa to preach the gospel. He didn't know that. But when we say yes to God, God opens doors that no one can close. You want spiritual outcomes? Use a spiritual process. Watch this, just very quickly, just a few, a few seconds. Who you are? We are a chosen generation. God wants to show His excellence. All I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. Let's give a shout to the Lord. I know who God says I am. What He says I am. When He says I'm man, I know who I am. I know who God says I am. What He says. Bishop Wyman from America, Patriarch from Estonia.
When you're looking out, you see the sea of people, and you know God is in the equation. That's the Elisha Elijah syndrome. Thank you, thank you, Stavlo. What I'm saying is that today you may think there's something insignificant in your life. You can't see a way forward. Trust God's process and connect yourself with a mechanism that can get you fulfill your destiny because you were created for a purpose, a mission, and an assignment. The world mechanism is to drop, take that from you, pull the carpet from under your feet so you're too preoccupied with menial things and not eternal things. You are body, soul, and spirit. God's created you for greatness, but the world wants to dwarf you with all the challenges and distractions of life. And all the negativity to dishearten you that you cannot move forward. But the people around you will either empower you or disempower you depending on their particular outlook. And you need to look at the world through the eyes of the spirit, not through the eyes of the world. I wish I'm speaking to someone. So when Elijah, Elijah knew that Elijah would be taken, he sat to him like glue. Praise God. And when Elijah said, I'm going to Bethel... He says, you stay here. He says, no, you're going to Bethel. I'm, I'm inviting myself. Yeah? I'm going to invite my, you may not, I want to invite myself. And what does the word Bethel mean? The word Bethel means house of God. He says, I'm going to go to the house of God. Well, I'm coming with you. It's easy to sit back and say, okay, you go and do it. And I sit back. No, I want to go with you. Elisha gave everything to follow God's purpose and God's plan. God has a mission, a plan, an outcome, cause and effect. You saw the little narrative, sorry, it wasn't well presented because we don't have the, the platform to actually show the actual words that they spelt in the cross. But anyway, it gives a story. The moral of the story is we reap what we sow. And if you're around the right people, you're going to reap the right things. If you're around the wrong people, you're going to reap the wrong things. Because life is not defined by one experience, good, bad, or indifferent. Whatever your experience is in life, just trust God's process because something bad can turn into something good. Equally true, something good can turn into something bad. Uh, and, and if we're not in the right place, that thing will crush us and destroy us. But it, when you're in God, even that bad things will turn for the good if you love the Lord, praise God. Weeping may endure for a night time, but joy comes in the morning. It's not that you're not going to have a struggle, but the difference is between the struggle in the world and the struggle with God. The struggle in the world destroys you. The struggle in, the, in God builds you up and makes you more than a conqueror. What doesn't kill you, hallelujah, strengthens you. I wish. And so he follows him to Bethel. Then again, Elijah is trying to get away from Elisha. To test his spirit. Do you really want it? You see, the reason that often people do not experience the double anointing and portion of God, because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we've got to be in the right, we've got to be in God's timing, not our own timing. We've got to be at the right place at the right time. You've got to, you're on your train station, you've got a timetable. I know because I live to next to Bushill Park Station, and if I want to catch a train into Liverpool Street, I look at my timetable, and I see, if I get there two minutes late, I've missed my train. Well, you, your timetable is the Bible, the Word of God. You want to be in the right place, engage in the Word of God, and the Word of God will tell you the right place, the right time, and the right attitude, where to be, to be blessed, to be anointed, to be empowered, to be more than a conqueror, to be the best in the field of your, of your, of your life, that what you do to the best, to be the best of what you do, you, God's got to be in the equation to empower you, to be more, to be above everything else, head and shoulders above everything else. 
It's only through the word of God that a David can kill a Goliath. It's only through the word of God that a Samson blind can destroy all the Philistines. It's only through the word of God that a Gideon with 300 men could defeat the Midianite million army through the mechanisms of God. It's only through the word of God that we can overcome every and be and overcome every unsurmountable challenge and difficulty only through the word of God. But we try and leave it to quick fix, self-help books of the world, and we miss out the bigger plan of God for our lives. You are, you are created in the image and likeness of God. You have a capacity, divine capacity. Do not deny that. Do not reject that. Accept it. Celebrate it. Praise God. No sooner does, does he say, I'm going to come to Bethel with him. By verse 4, 2 Kings chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 4, this is what happens here. Again, Elisha said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me, sent me to, on to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Again, he tried to get away from him. An exit plan of Elijah. He wouldn't leave him. If there's something good in your life, don't leave it. Something that blesses your life, keep with it. Praise God. Stay around the good, the good, the virtuous, the praiseworthy, people who can add to your life. Keep away from the people that can bring you down, that are negative, that are trying to use you and exploit you. Be around the people that will edify you, build you up, and celebrate your success. Not become uh, uh, embittered if you progress, but people celebrate and applaud you and support you in what you're doing to move forward. You need discernment to know where to be, who to be around. Praise God. Hallelujah. So again, he wouldn't leave. He went to the house of God. He went with him. He went to Jericho. Jericho represents the world. And so as long as Elijah is with him, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not concerned where he is. If God is with you, wherever you are in life, you're in a good place. It's not the place that makes it good. It's who's with you that makes it good. Wow. It doesn't matter where you are for your vacation. It doesn't matter where you are. It's who's with you that makes it good or bad. Because you're taking yourself. Socrates says, wherever you go, you're still taking yourself. If you're unhappy here, wherever you go, you're going to be unhappy. <laughs> so you've got to learn to be happy where you are. You've got to be peaceful where you are. And be with the right people where you are. Don't be around people that you cannot wait to get away from. Be around people that you cannot, you don't want to get, you don't want to leave. That you can't live without. Not the people you can live with, but the people you can't live without. Those are the people you've got to be around, praise God. <clears throat> so people coming for the first time, I hope I'm not scaring you. But I feel you are in a good place today. You're a safe place. Hallelujah, praise God. And let's go to the third time. So he goes to the down, he goes down. You know, Jericho represents the man, leaves Jerusalem to go to Jericho. And there he's attacked by the thieves. They beat him, rob him, leave him half dead. And they take all his goods. And then the priest passes by, religion passes by, can't do anything for the, for the afflicted man on the Jericho road. Then the Levi, interpreting the law, passes by, looks and goes the other side. But the Samaritan, who is the enemy of the Jews, stops, looks at him, has compassion, and pours oil and, 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 and wine in his womb puts him on his own animal and takes him to the inn and gives two denario and says look after him and anything expenses that, that beyond this I'll pay on my way back and that's the reason that Elijah went to Jericho to meet the needy hallelujah 
And then the, and then the third time we come to 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, chapter 2 verse 6. Then Elijah said to him, stay here please, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. Every time he said, would you stay here, stay here, stay. He said, no, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> and that's what we need to do. When someone says, look, you know, there's something going, we're doing an activity. We're going to be on the 1st of August, which is actually my sister's birthday. We're going to celebrate her birthday as well up there, uh, the 1st of August, uh, whatever. We're going to be in, in, in uh, the, 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 the retreat there. God wants to speak to us, but sometimes it takes us out of our comfort zone to speak to us. So we've got to be prepared to step out in faith and say, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to be included in that number, praise God. And, and, and Elisha says, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. So where you are, where there's something good around your life, don't depart from it. Because it can only add to your life and build you up. Praise God. And that's what Elisha realized through Elijah's example. And you need to look at examples as well, lifestyles. It's not what people are saying to you. It's how people are living and what they do that is, that is the qualification, whether you should be there or not be there. So you need to be observant, discerning. How people behave is very important. And he saw, uh, uh, Elisha saw the character of Elijah and said, you know what, I'm not going to leave you. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And we in turn must reciprocate. This is, I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you and be a part of it. You can be successful in life in so many different ways. But with God in the equation, it, 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 it makes that success even greater. And that's amazing, wonderful, praise God. So he's there. And as he's there, by chapter, by chapter uh, verse 9, let's just go quickly here. Uh, 2 Kings uh, Verse 9, and so it was when they had crossed over, this is the Jordan, and the word Jordan means to descend, and amazing things happened at the Jordan. Jesus himself was baptized at the Jordan, and the word Jordan means to descend, which represents humility. We need to be humble. The, the, the medicine for pride is humility. And if we're humble, God will elevate it because those who humble themselves, I will lift them up. Those who lift themselves up, I will bring down. Because that's the root of the problem of humanity. Pride and arrogance is ugly before God. God rejects that. That's why Jesus humbled himself and took the form of a servant to be the, the antidote for the, for the venom of pride. Self-importance. It's always about us. No, it's not about me. It's about God. And John the Baptist says, I must decrease, he must increase. John the Baptist represented the law. He said, the law must decrease and grace must increase, praise God. Less of me and more of you. Out with the old, in with the new. Anyone in crisis, a new creation, everything old has passed away and everything has become new. You're no longer your old self. When you come to the Jordan and there's a transformation, you cannot go back the same way, praise God. Because when, when Elisha left the Jordan, he left in a completely different way. He became a different person. He was doubly anointed. And God wants to doubly anoint you today if you're in the right place at the right time. And today I can declare and say and proclaim that this church is the Jordan River today. And the rivers of water, refreshment, anointing and blessing are flowing in more abundance if you receive them. I wish. I can take a bottle, empty bottle with a lid top and I can put it in the water. I could submerge it in the water. The top is on. 
however good desire I have for that bottle to fill with water, it will not happen. Why? Because the lid is on. You can be in the water and you may not be filled with the water. Come on. But if you take the lid off and you put the same bottle, it will be filled, filling with the water. And today, take your lids of doubts off. Take your lids of resentments off. Take your lids of self-opinions off. And let the waters flow and fill you and overflow from within you out, flowing out. And when you're flowing out, other people can be blessed because you are blessed. Come on. See, if we can come to church like a sif, everything flows through us. Because we've got the holes of our own opinions, minds, doubts, or whatever we're saying. Or we can come like a cup, be filled. We can come to the church as a bottle open, been waiting to be filled. And we can be the new wineskins with an opening to be filled with the newness of what God has for us. Or we can be closed up. We can come in one way and we can leave exactly the same way. We can come in with our dustbin liners filled with our rubbish and we can take them back with us to our homes. It's our choice. It's our prerogative. It's not forced. God is not going to force you to liberate yourself. God's going to invite you to be liberated. Come to me, all you are heavy laden. I will give you. He says, come. He says, I'm going to grab you and bring you by force. The world is in disarray. And this is why the church is here to bring a revolution of the word of God. It's a Jesus revolution in the world today as we speak. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is on the move. He said, when he ascended, gifts descended. If you're there, you're grabbing him, you're there with him, you'll see you'll be the beneficiary of the blessings, the gifts of God. We transform everything. And verse 10 says this. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it should be so for you. But if not, it should not be so. So the choice is in your hands. The blessing is in your hands. Jesus passes it over to us. The prophets pass it over to us. If you do what's right, you're going to get the outcome. Come on. If you want the divine outcome... This is what you have to do. It's, it's hard for it to happen because the human nature sometimes gets distracted. I wonder how many things are going to distract But from the time we leave here to, to this evening. How, thing, how many things are going to distract us from the things of God? Phone calls, social media, predominantly social media. I mean, I, 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 you, get on, or you, you walk down the highway, everyone's on their mobile phone. You know, you, you go to, uh, anywhere you go, you're sitting in the sitting room, you have grandparents, parents, or there's children, everyone's on a different phone. If you want to speak to your, your, your grandson, which is on his phone now, which, uh, <laughs> I have to text him. I have to call him on the phone. He's upstairs. Christian, Christian, come. No, I'm not. He knows I love him. <laughs> Lovely young man. And uh, what I'm saying is that this is what it is. It's everyone, we've lost the art of communication. And we everyone's it's, it's all this all this stuff, but we need to step out of that. It's not it's good to use in a good way, but sometimes we overdo. It's overkill, and we need to free our minds. They say you're going to church, you're brainwashed. Yes, I am. Yes, I, I need my brainwashed from all this rubbish that I'm seeing. <laughs> but the prophets give us hope. In the face of all adversity. And that's the wonderful thing about God. I've seen people broken, being rebuilt, lifted up. 
I've seen people lost and being found. I've seen people blind and seen. I've seen people hurt and I've seen people healed. And sometimes you go through a process. And when you're going through it, you don't, you don't think there's a way out. But let me tell you, with God, there's always a way out. Let me tell you, I'm telling you for sure, you know, I, I've been quite time in this, in this walk. And I've seen the impossible become possible with God when we trust him. Isaiah tells us, chapter 61, verse 7. I want to finish on these last few thoughts for you. It says this. Instead of your shame, you should have double honor. Instead of confusion, they should rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they should, pro- they should possess double. Everlasting joy should be theirs. In their land, in your hearts, you should possess double. Everlasting joy. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I want you to leave here today know that God recognizes you. God sees you. You know, there's a film called, is it Avatar? Is it the film Avatar? And the, 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 the saying in that is, I see you. I see you. The problem is we don't see each other. We look, but we don't see. And God says, I see you. I know where you are. I know your struggles. I know your fears. Be patient. You're going perhaps through your cocoon stage in your life where the caterpillar goes into the cocoon and he's trying to make sense of that darkness, that environment that's not, that feels uncomfortable, but he's pressing, hitting out to break out of it. But God's in that, in that process with us and you're going to break out as the butterfly with the wings. He says, them that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. And if you trust the process of God, you can never be the same. Religion is not nothing to do with faith. We're not religion. We're not a religion. We're a way of life. We are a faith. And a relationship with God that changes everything, praise God. He does speak for us. He does communicate with us in different ways, on different levels, in ways that we should be able to receive and understand from. So I want to leave you these last, Isaiah 61, verse 8, which is powerful. This is the chapter. If we just begin verse 1, let me just go to verse 1 very quickly. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And God is releasing us. The, most, the biggest adversity we have to be released from is ourselves. God is releasing us, and today you can leave here free, liberated. It's up to you. The prison door is open. Step out of it. Get to know what God has for you. Stick to God like glue, like Elijah stuck with Elijah and wouldn't leave him, get him out of his sight. He stayed with him. If he went to Bethel, he was there. Praise him. He went to Jericho, he went to Jericho. If he went to the Jordan, he went to the Jordan. If something's good, do not leave that which is good. Stick to it like glue, praise God. As we give the Lord the praise, the glory, and the worship. Let's stand together, praise God. Double anointing is your portion.